From bloated and tired to free and inspired, welcome to Free and Inspired Radio with Philip Watkins, your weekly dose of everything digestion and mental health related. We hope you enjoy this episode. Here is your host, Philip Watkins. Yes, yes. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Free and Inspired Radio. I'm your host, a naturopathic practitioner, Philip Watkins, and I'm grateful to have you with us today. If you're new to the show, well, the title says it all. It's all about feeling free and inspired and exploring the many different avenues you can take to get there, whether it's deep dives on digestion and mental health solutions or guests who offer their own stories and answers. I hope I can be the type of guide you can rely on to unlock the agency you have to reach your own mental and physical competency. Let's get started with what's coming up on today's episode. Coming up on this week's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 54 of Free and Inspired Radio. If you're listening to this at the time of its release, a big happy Lunar New Year to my Hong Kong listeners and all of my Asian listeners celebrating this weekend. In this episode, we're covering one of the more requested subjects and looking to get started using supplements if you're new to them. And it's a huge thing in January. And at the time of putting this episode together, once again, if you're listening to it at the time of its release, January is one of those things, right? It's it's being healthier is never higher on the list in January. Now the gyms fill up, my clinic gets busier and people's interest in using supplements tends to peak. I want to know what supplements I should be taking. I think I've heard that quite a bit this month and that's actually part of the inspiration for finally putting this together. I think it's a little overdue to be fair because it is a very frequently asked question but the supplement landscape can seem overwhelming and often the marketing doesn't match the benefit. Still, this episode will discuss how to transcend the marketing filled with testimonials and promises unkept and genuinely find the supplements that you should be taking, or at least get your steps way closer to finding what what might work for you. So the first step is to get intentional about what you want, and this isn't just about supplements, right? We've talked about this before, but a small survey looking into why people used supplements found that over 50% were looking for more energy and vitality, 20% were looking for better cognitive performance, and a smaller percentage were trying to treat a cold, basically. Now, these reasons are all great places to start, but I think you have an opportunity to be more specific, so let me help you understand that. Based on this small survey, let's use energy and vitality as an example intention for using supplements. So one of the first questions I would ask in a clinical setting is one that you can ask also. So how would you know a supplement for your energy and vitality is working? So the answer to this will reveal one of two things. The easy first answer is I don't know. And it probably means you should think about it more and get to the second answer, which could be something along the lines of, I don't want to feel exhausted when I get home from work, for instance. Now, going with more energy when getting getting home, you can continue the inquiry. So what do I want that energy for when I get home? So for some, you might want to exercise and get moving as it's your only chance. For others, you might want to be able to get, get to read something you're interested in without falling asleep in two minutes or play with the kids before they go to bed. There can be numerous reasons why you don't want to feel tired when you get home. Now, it's this level as of 
specific kind of intention that you can use to work on which supplements might benefit you. For example, if you want more energy at night to exercise, then a supplement to make you feel more physically capable might be more might be appropriate, right? If you want to read your book or have some fuel to get some more work done, for example, welcome to Hong Kong, uh, you may need a supplement to help you maintain your mental capacity through the afternoon and into the evening. Now, these are just examples, but I'm looking to show you how it's possible to reverse engineer what you want in just the space of asking two or three questions. So knowing what you want also allows you to track what you're getting as a result of your action. And this is a really important thing because as far as I'm concerned, anything that you do for your health, supplements, diet change or otherwise, should enrich the quality of your day. And notice, you know, we're moving away from using the term health and trying to become a little bit more specific even there, right? So I say this for two reasons. The first we've covered, the more specific you can be, the easier it might be to find something that will work or to articulate it to someone who can help you. The second and possibly more important one is something we've also measured is that you get to track the success of your supplement choice with some tangible indicators. For example, if you're taking something for your immune system, or more specifically, you don't want to keep getting sick, which is something I hear a lot, uh, you get sick within two weeks of starting said supplement, and maybe it's worth considering that it wasn't the right one for you. Now, just because one supplement doesn't work for you doesn't mean supplements in general won't ever work. You might just need to do a bit more research or ask someone you trust in the health space to give you some direction. Now, this might be controversial, but my advice is to choose a practitioner rather than an influencer. I'm sorry, I said it, I mean it. And obviously, there are influencers and then there are influencers, right? So look, please take that as you will. But I think you get my point, right? The help that you need may not actually be to buy another supplement. And it might be time to do some blood or functional testing to see whether a different form of attention is necessary as opposed to a pill or a potion. So once again, for example, there is a way I do this in the clinic you could ask your practitioner about called an organic acids test. So the organic acids test is often the first test I would consider if someone asked me what supplements they should take. The reason why is aside from checking in on your microbiome, brain chemicals and detoxification capacity, it also checks in on some features that dictate your energy production. So as I said, we're just keeping with this example of uh, energy and vitality here. So throw in some panels, uh, for vitamins and nutrients that play the pay for the transactions that create your energy as well, and you got some pretty good ideas about what might be blocking your energy from uh, you know being successfully created, if you like. So one of the another example here is: Did you know that the B vitamins pay for quite a few biochemical transactions that turn the glucose from your carbohydrate intake into energy for your cells? Now, this is a big one because B vitamins can really, really help for a lot of people in energy. If you're a regular listener to the show, I rabbit on, get it, you're the rabbit, uh, rabbit on about, <laughs> uh, that was not intentional. Uh, I just continually go on about the benefits of B vitamins and how they can help. Not only this, is also a form of protein, so an amino acid called acetylocarnitine that helps transport fat into the cell so that it can be used as energy. All of these markers can be tested for within the organic acids test, and they can give you some really personalized, excuse me, uh, direction for which supplements will get you that energy. Now, remembering that the aim is to find supplements that are personal for us. 
And what better way to find that out to given the indicators via a test? Now, another way to use testing to help you personalize your supplement use is via DNA testing. Now, a big caveat with DNA testing is that, in my opinion, you always need to have someone trained in the genetic counseling to explain the results to you. I'm just going to repeat that because it's really important. It, you need to have someone trained in genetic counseling to explain the results to you. When it comes to nutrition, you can use your DNA results to gain ideas about nutrients that you might be better off supplementing with. For example, I had a patient who was taking 2,000 international units of vitamin D as a supplement daily to maintain her health healthy levels. Ordinarily, when I hear someone doing this, I think it's a great idea. And you might imagine her surprise when I said I wanted to test her vitamin D levels anyway when her test came around. And the you know, reply from my patient was as expected. I already take vitamin D. Why would it be deficient? Well, here we are. So fortunately, my patient was open-minded enough to go with me on this. And lo and behold, four out of the five vitamin D genes had changes in them that meant my patient was less effective at activating vitamin D she got from the sun and her supplement. And because of this, when she got her vitamin D back in her blood test, she was still deficient in vitamin D, even though she was taking 2,000 international units. And it wasn't until we did that DNA test that we realized why. From this result, we doubled her dose of vitamin D, or even a little bit more than doubled, to 5,000 and over 12 weeks. And we got what we were looking for when we retested from there. So once again, sometimes doing the testing can reveal very unexpected things that neither your practitioner nor yourself might have seen coming. Now, my patient's experience shows that dose and duration are also another way of ensuring that you're taking the supplements that are right for you. You may actually make the right choices, but you might not actually be taking the right dose. Now, uh, this isn't an official part of the podcast, I guess, in the transcript, but I'll add it anyway. Fish oil is a really, really good example of this. People do not take enough of it, and they do not take it long enough. And I, once again, I've said this quite a lot in different episodes of Freedom Inspired Radio, but minimum 12 weeks with fish oil so sometimes you might have picked the right one for you but you may not have been taking it for the long enough you know the period of time that you need to so you can find me talking about dose and duration a lot as i said but my patient's experience with dna testing and vitamin d gives another example of how working with someone to help you take the right supplements is you know somewhat of a good mood a good move if you're feeling confused but that is not all there's an easy way to think about how supplements can help and we're going to get straight back into that after the break here on Free and Inspired Radio. We're looking at supplements today and how to get started. We're back with more after the break real soon. Woo! Time to take a break. Are you enjoying this episode of Free and Inspired Radio? There's no better time to take back your personal health sovereignty. If you want to connect with more free and inspired episodes, simply subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or visit the website at www.philipwatkins.health for more information. Let's get back to the show. Yes, yes. Welcome back to episode 54 of Free and Inspired Radio, where we are looking at the things to consider if you want to start using supplements to improve your health. 
So before the break, we were just about to look at an easy way to think of supplements' role in the body, and that is as a form of currency. So once again, if you've listened to these some of these episodes before, I, I've touched on this, I've done a full episode on it for a deep dive, but this is a really big part of how I help people understand where supplements can kind of fit in to their lifestyle. Now, it's a good time to revisit in the supplements of kind of which supplements to choose. And I mentioned earlier that there's a way to transcend the reliance on marketing of word of mouth referrals from family and friends regarding your supplement choices. And the reason why I like this is because it has a grounding in nutritional biochemistry. So it kind of somewhat, as I said, it transcends quite a lot of these things that can be you know, rate limiting factors as far as the success of what we're choosing. So one of the reasons we can use tests such as organic acids you know, that we t- touched on in part one is that we know that the body uses dietary vitamins and minerals to pay for the chemical reactions that either build things up or break things down. Now learning about this can help you choose the most appropriate supplements for your goal and we actually talked about that when looking at the organic acid test results, right? For existence, uh, sorry, for existence, wow. For instance, uh, zinc as a mineral can help you help your immune cells multiply themselves in response to infection and assist, assist the immune system in using the right cells for the particular types of immune challenges. Zinc is also highly concentrated in the limbic system of the brain, which a lot of people don't know about. When zinc is deficient in the diet, it can affect the brain's hippocampus, which in, turns impa- which in turn impairs learning and your sense of smell. So zinc is a great example of a mineral that pays for transactions in multiple different systems of the body. Yet one of the lesser known elements of zinc is that its deficiency isn't as widespread in the developed world as made out to be. It is a huge problem in the developing world where the, the estimates are around 2 billion people are deficient in zinc, not so in developed developed countries, excuse me. And it's generally often seen more in people with poor diets, obviously, but seniors and alcoholics or loss, you know, people with chronic illnesses such as uh, celiac disease. So facts such as these lead us to handle another common question about supplements, and that is, do I have to take these supplements for the rest of my life? Um, I hear that one a lot also, and I'm always happy to answer it. The answer is no, but it does also depend on you. So if we carry on with zinc as our example, your health practitioner can test your zinc levels in the blood. You can also test vitamin B12, iron, folate, vitamin D, selenium, and iodine as well. So you can use these facilities to find out whether or not there is a deficiency. Now, this ability to learn more about yourself speaks to my earlier notion of being more intentional with choosing supplements. So if there's a deficiency, then it's possible for you to take a supplement knowing it's going to lead somewhere, for example, zinc. I had a patient literally this morning who was low in zinc. So from there, you can retest after some time and find out if the supplement has worked. In, you retest the blood and see if those levels have gone up. And also, hopefully, you would find that some of the benefits, for example, of taking zinc might come through. You might feel a little bit more robust in your immune system. Hair, skin, and nails is a big one for zinc as well. So this knowledge speaks to the different contexts in which supplements can be used. We've touched on just now the correction of dietary deficiencies. We've mentioned some of the key reasons why people take supplements at the beginning of this article. But another reason or another context is what I call diet insurance. And it's a very valid one. 
And a tip from me when looking to use supplements as diet insurance is typically when looking to use uh, the, the minerals such as um, zinc and magnesium come up a lot. In Hong Kong, this could also be calcium as well. In my opinion, though, these micronutrients are the second stage of supplement supplementation you should be worrying about. Why? Uh, the reason is, is most people don't get enough protein or fiber in their diet. So, and these deficiencies it will actually be more significant in their effect and the quality of your day more than the smaller deficits we see in micronutrients. So let's just go over that again. Macronutrient deficiencies are actually really common. And I see the key macronutrient deficiencies to be protein and fiber. Now, we're talking about supplements here. So you can supplement with protein. You can also supplement with fiber. So this is where thinking about you know supplements just in the form of vitamins and minerals, for example, we're not really talking about herbal medicine so much in this podcast, but more vitamins and mineral supplements, we tend to forget that you can also supplement the macronutrients as well. Now you can read or you can hear more about the profound benefits of correcting your fiber and protein intake in some of the other episodes of Free and Inspired Radio. Just go and check out the selection and the catalog here. But for now, let's use protein to illustrate our example. So recent studies suggest that daily protein requirements should be increased now to roughly one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight. So I'll just repeat that. Recent studies suggest that daily protein requirements should be increased now to roughly one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight. This new guideline surprises most, especially my male patients who carry a little extra weight than they they would ideally like to. So protein-free, which is pretty rare nowadays, even in a bad diet, people are getting protein. Uh, protein Protein-free and low-protein diets induce fatty liver and weight gain as well as changes in the, how the body uses energy. And all are leading to more significant problems in the long run than those you might see with vitamin and mineral deficits in the diet. Now, depending on which context you see things from, this can be nuanced, right? If you are postmenopausal and you're female, you probably want to look at your calcium levels. So uh, in saying that, protein's also a big part of osteoporosis. So there is some nuances here. But my point is is that if you intend to use a supplement to fill in the gaps present in your diet, then it might be best to cover your fiber and protein intake first and maybe go for the more granular micronutrients second. Now, beyond supporting recovery from illness, supplements should be used with the intention of getting from point A to point B. And this kind of goes back to a question on, do I have to take these supplements forever? Point B, in my mind, is a shift in dietary or lifestyle habits that can maintain the work the supplements have done. Now, in some cases, this can be a little idealistic and unrealistic, which I understand, of course, but let's keep using protein as an example again. Suppose you've calculated that your your daily dietary protein intake and have found yourself 30 grams lower than your goal. A few eggs in the morning, six six grams of protein each, and a scoop of protein powder equating to 20 grams brings your daily intake back up to par. After a while, what if you were just to get that 20-gram serving via some fish or plant-based protein in your diet? There's nothing stopping you. And if you can do that, you can replace the supplement, then you've reached point B. So going back to that question, do do I have to take these supplements? For the rest of my life, I said no, but I did also say 
that it's up to you. And hopefully we've illustrated that a little bit there. Now, it's not just macronutrients like protein and fiber that you can do this with, but also the minerals. If we use zinc as an example again, fresh, oy fresh oysters once a week, maybe not so much in Hong Kong, but fresh oysters if you're in Australia, the US, uh, once a week will help you. And Brazil nuts can be a great source of zinc as well. All it takes is a little bit of intention and you can go from a beginner to really getting the best out of your supplement use. So let's just go over what we've talked about a little bit here. So when you want to start taking supplements, work out what, the, what you want them to do for you. How is a supplement going to enrich your day and be specific about it? What do you want it to do and reverse engineer it? You can test and you can test to find out whether or not there are particular supplements that you can use to make the functions of your body more effective. And you could also look at your DNA because sometimes your DNA can dictate whether or not you need a little bit more in a supplement from a dose and duration point of view. Also, think of supplements as a way from getting point A to point B. They're going to get you somewhere, but over time you're going to have to take the reins and take over as far as your lifestyle and diet is concerned. Hopefully though, this is an easy way to think about supplements and it offers you a step to some steps to take to get started on your own. Before we finish this free and inspired radio episode, if you'd love to hear more from me and get the word on new articles, podcast episodes and more, the website philipwatkins.health it is going through a massive evolution at the moment. Join our community via the newsletter, sign up on the homepage. Um, your reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify help me get the word out on the street. If you're listening to this on YouTube, throw the video a like and subscribe and comment. If there's anything you want to say, uh, please let me know any feedback, any questions. I check, I'll get back to you. Uh, just let me know. As always, I want to send shouts to the show listeners who get this far. This show is about helping you to find the freedom to feel inspired again. And I hope this gets you one step closer. I will be away next week. It is a, a long public holiday here in Hong Kong. So unfortunately, there won't be an episode next week. But we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of Free and Inspired Radio. Until then, don't forget to take care of yourself and those around you. And thanks for tuning in for another episode of Freedom Inspired Radio. We'll be back with more in a few weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh my gosh, you made it to the end. This show is all about you, and we hope you finished this episode feeling one step closer to feeling free and inspired. We'll be back next week, but if you want to know more about Philip, please catch a digital flight to www.philipwatkins.health for further details about how we might be able to help. In the meantime, have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, and we'll see you for another episode next week.